0: this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At go shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40 plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! An annual tradition A tale as old as time The Pakoda projections come out And Alex, two weeks ago I sent Tanner Hey, can you reach out to the Pakoda guys? I think the projections are coming out soon We'll have to ask them why they hate the Cardinals. Absolutely. At that point in time, we didn't know what the projections were, but we knew we knew the, it. We knew what they've been in previous seasons. And Craig Goldstein is the editor in chief of Baseball Prospectus. He does great work over there. The Pachota projections have come out from Baseball Prospectus, and he joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Craig, we appreciate the time as always, man. It's become an annual tradition for us, so we'll go ahead and ask the question up front: Why does Pachota hate the Cardinals again?
1: Well, we hate everybody. I mean, that's that's honestly that's the honest answer here. Even if even if the projections are kind to your team, we don't like them. Um, yeah, I, I've actually been thinking about this a lot even before uh, before I was scheduled to come on the show, and I I honestly think and one of the they're one of the more interesting teams out there. Um, and and believe it or not, we do look. I know it, it, it is a tradition, as you say. Uh, but we do look at like why these things happen, <laughs> and and one of the things that I've been noticing is over the last several years, our, our uh, not only our model, so we have the the projection model, but we also have our our various metrics, proprietary metrics, and ours is uh, for pitching is DRA minus deserved runs allowed. And, and the minus is just means, uh, you know, if it's 90, it means they're 10% better than league average. If it's a 110, it's 10% worse, that kind of thing. And well, when I look at the the Cardinals, there's often a lot of uh, doubt from the from, from DRA itself, even during a season. So not a projection, but just during the season about the quality of the Cardinals pitching staff. Now, I think anyone who watches them knows that, The Cardinals pitching staff is really good. But one reason they're good is that they play in front of a world-class defense. And what our metric likes, what deserved runs allowed likes, are pitchers who control their outcomes. That means uh, high strikeouts, low walks, right? And I think almost anyone would tell you that's, that's the ideal type of pitcher you can have. But the Cardinals tend to have guys who get a lot of weak contact in front of an elite defense. And that's another really good type of picture. But this metric doesn't, uh, well, because it's in play it 's a ball in play there's a variance around it, and you don 't know the outcome of a ball in play as well as you do a strike and that's that 's just math right that that 's true across all of baseball history and so what I think the cardinals have been in their recent iteration is a team of pitchers that generally uh, pitch to contacts and get a lot of weak contacts, which is really good and gets a lot of good outcomes but that our uh, that our metric says. Well, I don't know if that's something that's going to hold up over time because in a lot of cases it doesn't. But because the Cardinals' defense is good every year, year in and year out, top-tier defense, they keep beating our estimation. So that's one part of it.
0: I guess the part that that I was surprised by, Craig, is when you look at the, uh, the 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 uh, the the run scored category, uh, the Cardinals are at least projected for the fourth most run scored in the national league. Uh, do 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 the projections really see the pitching being that bad to outweigh how good the offense is expected to be?
1: Yeah. So that's, that is the projection right now. So if you, if you go to our, if, if someone went to our depth charts page or, or the standings page, uh, you can see the run scored run, runs allowed. Our depth charts page shows the, the total, uh, again, our, our hitting metric is deserved runs created plus. We project the Cardinals to be about nine percent better than league average. That's really, really high as a team, just to be clear. Uh, as you said, fourth most uh, runs scored in the league. It has the, the, uh, the pitching staff to be, uh, Three percent worse than league average and and i 'd be stunned if that happens <laughs> but because because it 's a hitter 's part generally speaking, because they put a lot of balls in play uh, uh, the model is going to sit there and say okay, some of these are going to end up as home runs. A lot of these are going to end up as hits. And they, again, they end up not doing that because of the elite defense. And I'm sure people, you, you're you listening, I'm sure listeners are saying, well, account for the elite defense. And we do, right? We, we, we do try and account for that. But it's still something that they've been able to underrate because, again, what the model and what the metric sees is over time, they're going to this, this type of, uh, I don't want to call it luck, but the, these type of results don't tend not to uh, last, right? When you see other people, other players, other teams have something like this, there's usually a lot of regression. And and so that's part, of again, part of the issue here.
0: And Craig, I would assume, and this is, uh, I guess here's the question for you. If you were to make a change like that within your model, it would have to apply to every team. And my guess is most other teams other than the Cardinals that pitch this way, don't get the same kind of results that the cardinals do and therefore it would almost have to be like a specific cardinals type of correction and you can't really do that in your model that,
1: that's exactly right i was actually just talking about that earlier is that if you if you if, as a process if you start making an exception you're putting your thumb on the scale and you're you're going to mess something up that way right and i understand people are saying well you're you're kind of messing up already. Right. <laughs> like it, it, if, if you're constantly underrating them, you're messing up. But you're exactly right. If, if we apply a change to something like that, it's going to change all of our results. And historically, on average, we do pretty well. Right. I mean, that's why we do it this way. And we do make changes to our models. I mean, we we are trying to to address these issues. Uh, but it 's something you have to be really careful with, because if we do something that might fix the Cardinals, we might go off on you know we might be more off on five or six other teams, and that 's not a productive fix ultimately so it 's something we 're always looking at and it 's something that we have to drill down on the reasons um but it, it's it 's definitely uh Again, like the, I, th- this is just one example of, of what I think might be happening. It's not something we know for sure. If we knew for sure, we'd probably be a little more proactive and able to to try and address it in a specific way.
0: So, Craig, if we get away from the model, we're talking to Craig Goldstein of Baseball Perspectives. They're the one that's a put out the pacota projections every year. You can follow him on Twitter at c d goldstein g o l d s t e i n. Craig, if I I said okay, set aside the projections then for a moment, set aside the model, just your opinion. The projections have the Cardinals at 86 wins, two games behind Milwaukee in the division. How do you view this Cardinals team just from a 10,000-foot view perspective?
1: Yeah, I I was honestly a little surprised. I I thought we'd have the Cardinals in front of Milwaukee. I I think Milwaukee, uh, I'd have somewhere in the 85 to 86 uh, win range, and I would have had St. Louis closer to 90-plus. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the new schedule shakes things up a little bit. You're not going to get as many games against kind of bottom feeders like Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Um, but, you know, you are going to get some games against other divisions, kind of bottom feeders a little bit more often. So so we'll see how that goes. I, you know, I've I've been skeptical of St. Louis in the past. Uh, not not to say that they're not good, but necessarily as good as their year end totals. I mean, if you if you go back to 2021, our projections were tracking OK and then they ripped off 17 wins in a row, right? And that's and that's something that they did, and you can't ignore that. That's a loss that we take. You know, the, that happens. But it, it's one of those things where as the season goes along, you're feeling pretty good, and then all of a sudden at the end of the year, you're looking pretty bad. You know what I mean? Um, but, but, again, to avoid the projections themselves, I, I think St. Louis is the best team in this division. I, I think one other thing you have to account for is, you know, do both Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt have MVP quality seasons again? Yeah. You know, I, I know Goldschmidt was the guy, but Arenado was right there for us. And and one of the other things I think St. Louis does exceedingly well, and and it's it's one of those things that I really don't know how to account for on a projection basis is they cycle off guys I, we tend to say at, at bp and online i'm sure you've seen it cardinals devil magic right yeah. and it's like because it's 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 the it's the meme for breaking bad they can't keep getting away with this because the question is like how do these you know last year was it was brendan donovan and and the, the reality is brendan donovan's just a really good player but in years past, we've seen Oledmus Diaz get hot and carry the shortstop position for six weeks. We've seen Enmundo Sosa do it. And those guys are now on other teams. And a lot of times they'll they'll move off, you know, they'll send them down or they'll move them back to the bench. We've seen it happen with Paul DeYoung a few times. So the, the, the question to me, is, or the, the observation I have, I suppose, is that St. Louis is really good at both having quality depth Number one, that's something we can account for. But number two is they cycle through guys in, in terms of who's performing and who's not really, really well. And, and that's something that's hard to do. When, when we do these projections, we project the depth charts and the playing time, but sequencing matters too. You know what I mean? When you get the best six weeks of a Diaz's season, that matters when another team is going to play him uh, throughout the season, rather than bench him when he's cold, uh, you know, they're going to get a, 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 you know, ultimately a much different season than the Cardinals get out of the positions he plays. If that makes sense.
0: It does. And with that being said, Craig, what do you think is missing from this Cardinals team to put them into that next year?
1: Uh, as opposed to like projecting to the upper Correct. 90s yeah. or, or something like that. Yeah. I, I think again, I kind of do. I buy into what our metrics uh, say, broadly speaking. In terms of, I think if they had a a top tier ace, and look, I I know what Adam Wainwright did last year. I know how Jordan Montgomery started right after the trade. But I I think someone truly elite at the front of the rotation, if if Jack Flaherty can get back to being the guy he looked like at one point, right? That's that's something that's going to matter. And I also think there is there there are some really look, Ryan Helsley and Giovanni Gallegos, no one's going to complain about them in the bullpen. I think that, you know, after them, there start to be a fair number of question marks. And I think we saw that bite them in the playoffs last year, a little bit, Uh, you know, they asked a lot of Helsley. uh, I don't know. He had the finger injury, but they asked a lot of him, uh, in, in the, in the series with the Phillies, uh, Giovanni Gallegos, obviously high quality. We project him to be extremely good, actually better than Helsley, uh, in, in 2023. But after that, it gets really soft, really fast. And the advantage of the playoffs is you can maybe convert a starter to relief. Um, but you know, they, they have the same kind of thing happen in the bullpen too. Andre Payante is very similar. It's a lot of balls in play. He throws the ball really hard. Sometimes it's weak contact, but you relying on the defense to make those plays ultimately. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's something that we've complained about as well. We were very much interested in them, A, going out and signing like a Carlos Rodon, if possible, and then B, you know, one of the relievers that has signed over the last couple of days, whether it be Matt Moore or Andrew Chafin, just to bring a little more certainty to the bullpen. Yeah, Yeah. it it would have been helpful, but uh, they decided not to go in that direction. We're talking with Craig Goldstein, ESP, or excuse me, editor-in-chief of Baseball Prospectus. He's joining us here on BK and Ferrario. I want to get back to the offense for a second, Craig, because... It, you can ask 20 different Cardinals fans their opinions on the offense, and 10 of them will tell you that it's atrocious, and then the other 10 will be like, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting, but they they stopped hitting when it mattered again in the postseason. You guys are very high on the Cardinals offense. You mentioned one of the five best according to your projections in baseball. What is it that you like specifically about this Cardinals offense?
1: So, so we have uh, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt both projected over 130 DRC plus. Again, that's that's 30 percent better than league average offensively. Those that's those are monster numbers. To have two guys in that range is is huge. Then you add in Wilson Contreras. I understand, guys. You know, people are might be unhappy about what how the offense performed last year. Wilson Contreras is a really big part of that, and and I know obviously how people feel about Yachty, and I I understand that. Uh, and you're going to lose. You're going to lose a bit defensively with Wilson, but what you gain offensively as a lineup lengthener is going to be absolutely massive. And, and the reason it's massive is a lot of these other guys check in right around league average. Tommy Edmond 101. Dylan Carlson, we believe in uh, 107. Again, 7% better than league average. Tyler O'Neill 7% better than league average. Uh, Lars Nupar 5% better than league average. Juan Yepes, 5% better than league average. So that's a lot of depth. And then when you add in the core of Contreras and uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado and and even someone we, you know Jordan Walker, we can talk about. He he was only projected for a ninety three DRC plus, but I think the upside is there beyond that. Well, I I'm absolutely in the tank for Jordan Walker. I love him as a prospect. And and again, when you have a lot of league average kind of guys up and down the lineup, it really makes it a grind to get through. If, if if you're an opposing team and when you've got what, what Vince Scully, I, yeah, I grew up a Dodgers fan, what Vince Scully would call the egg and butter guys, right. In terms of, of Goldschmidt and Arenado and Contreras, um, that that's really going to drive. Again, these guys are all getting on base. Uh, It might not seem special, but they're going to be on base enough for when the special guys come up uh, that you're going to drive in a ton of runs and that's, you know, and that's not accounting for the fact that we know Tyler O'Neill can perform at an elite level. Obviously last year was a rough one, but we've seen it happen before. And, and so there's upside baked into that too. All
0: right, Craig, we'll get you out of here on this. If you have a bold prediction for the Cardinals or, or something that you're particularly interested in that uh, you think is interesting for our listeners, what, what do you got on the Cardinals that you, you want to throw out there?
1: Oh, that's, that's, that's a great question. I, you know, I, I, guess it's that I think, uh, I think Jordan Walker is going to end up uh, coming up and and playing at above a league average level uh, as a rookie, I think he's going to be a difference maker in this, uh, in this lineup and in the playoffs. Cause I I do think they're going to be in the playoffs. Like I said, if if I were making the prediction, I think they're going to win the division uh, or, or they're they're more likely to win the division. I think he's going to be a big part of that.
0: Craig, we appreciate the time, man. Great to hear why you guys hate the Cardinals. (laughs) Once again, this season (laughs) we'll talk with you hopefully again next year.
1: Would would love to do it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate
0: it. You got it. That's Craig Goldstein. Again, he's the editor in chief over at Baseball Perspectives. They do excellent work, other than just the Pecota projections that hate your team every single season. It's true. Give him a follow on Twitter at C D Goldstein.